You're listening to Post Call, Frontline Health Stories, hosted with Dr. Anita Gupta. So as it's Mental Health Awareness Month, the importance and urgency at this moment really to build a healthcare system and workforce um, with proper information about mental health has become very critical. And the uncertainty, fear, and changes in daily life related to COVID-19 has really drastically impacted everyone's mental health and and really um, has strained the resource availability around the world. What I would like to discuss with you today is you know, your view on mental health as a business owner and someone that engages with a variety of different companies. So can you, before we do that, I do want to ask you a little bit about your personal business and a little bit about you and, and really your impetus to construct this for yourself. And did you have any specific mentors or others that you have emulated that have really brought you to where you are today? Yeah, that's um, that's a great question. I think as I look back on my life, most specifically my mother, she is an incredibly strong woman who started her own small business uh, years ago um, in an industry at the time that was really underserved. Um, it was it was a gift company, um, but this was pre-internet and being able to, you know, order things very easily and quickly. And she and a business partner started something that really took off to the point where, you know, she created her own exit plan out of it. So I just watched her grow something that she felt very passionate about, work really hard at it, but at the same time, focus on raising her family and, you know, make us better people. Um, and we, while she and I have never directly talked about, you know, what are the specific steps she went through because it was so incredibly long ago. Um, I, I try to emulate what she did because having a family and a business at the same time can be difficult, but knowing that she did it and in my mind did it incredibly well and seamlessly uh, went very far in my thinking about starting a business myself. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do and, and how that has really been, you know, important at this time during COVID-19 and, you know, maintaining mental health with your workforce and the companies that you engage with. We are a consulting organization specifically within professional services. So law, accounting, architectural, architecture and engineering, Um, And what we do is we work with folks uh, a lot of times one-on-one, but also in teams on building their businesses. So thinking about, you know, how they create market share and how they connect uh, with their clients and putting that into practice is incredibly important to a business at any point in time. But certainly right now, I think people feel a real disconnect because we can't see one another face to face. And so I think it's become critically important, not only that we focus on having those moments where we are engaging with one another, but also um, also giving 
one another a lot of grace when it comes to um, maybe some of the difficulties that we're experiencing um, working from home for many for the first time. Uh, in our business, we are all virtual. We've worked virtually since we started. So we're not, none of us are in one central location. And we do a lot of traveling. So we're able to be with our clients face to face. Well, this has grounded us, literally and figuratively, grounded us. And we are in our own homes uh, reaching out to others. And there are a lot of strains and stresses that occur when you're trying to not only make sure that you're engaging with your clients and that they are able to connect with you on a certain level, but also that they want to continue to connect with you. And then also for the folks who work in our organization, making sure that we're staying connected with them and making sure that they're doing okay. It's a lot of outreach and touch points and check-ins. And I would strongly encourage for those folks who are listening, if you aren't and if you're not reaching out to your employees, what are you waiting for? They need you right now more than ever on a number of different levels. And for most people I talk with, even though they're engaging with their clients, maybe for you know half of the conversation, it's related to a specific matter or something that they're working on with them, the other half of the conversation becomes very personal. And like we tell our clients at all times, if you can move your particular clients and uh, customers up to a personal level, then you're more likely to have them longer term. So now is the time to really engage and connect with your client and customer base. While we're living um, through this pandemic, you know, business and opening businesses has become a primary concern for a lot of owners and co-founders such as yourself. And we really can't underestimate, you know, the need for alignment in opening up our economy but also addressing the mental health impact long-term as those businesses open up. I would love to hear from you what you believe some of the critical steps that need to occur as we continue to work both virtually and shift gears and go back to work. I think there are so many things that we could focus on right now. And I think the uncertainty is the piece that gives a lot of us anxiety and the, the fact that we don't have complete control over what's happening, when we're going to be able to open, um, even personally, when our children will go back to school and how our, our relationships are happening. But there are some good tips that I think we're leaning on right now in our organization. One of these comes from uh, a friend that Anita, you and I both met within our Goldman Sachs program. Her name's Jennifer Jenkins. She told me that we should be focusing right now on mind share instead of market share. So how do we make sure that our audiences know we're still here and how we're here to help them? And certainly as they look to, you know, open their businesses back up, even if it's, you know, on a slowly scaling uh, or a slow scale open, what does that look like for them? But making sure that we're there and, and available. One thing that we've consciously done during all of this is give our community and meaning our customers and our friends and connection points, our networks that we have, giving them some open forums to be able to talk with one another, to share best practices, to have a, a space where they feel like they can learn 
from one another. We created a coffee talk that happens every other week. It's only 30 minutes. We sort of break them out into different spaces so that um, they can have smaller group conversations. And it's been received really well among the folks that, that are within our community. Another tip, taking a page from NASCAR, uh, for those NASCAR fans out there, the idea of slowing down to go fast. So when you're on a racetrack, going into the curve, you have to let off the gas. You have to really be mindful of what you're doing, paying close attention to how you're taking that turn. And I think this is a perfect opportunity during this time to take a step back and look at your businesses and your processes and your clients and say, what are we doing really well? What have we not done well in the past? And how are we going to refocus our efforts so that when we come out of the turn, we can take off and be hugely successful? And I think taking that same, that same idea and applying it to your clients, how can you help them be successful? And with that in mind, the last tip I would share is put yourself in your client's shoes. And if you don't know what they're doing or feeling or going through right now, ask them. Just have that check-in and say, you know, what's on your mind at this moment? How are you looking at reopening your business? Uh, how are you looking to recall your employees and bring them back? How are your employees doing? What resources are you going to provide to them to make sure that one, not only are they coming back to work healthy physically, but they're coming back to work healthy mentally, that there's some sort of uh, assurance that your organization is focused on that and that you're going to give people a little bit of space to be able to come back into work and feel like they have a little bit of space to be not only themselves, but also to know that those anxieties are going to exist at least for the, the foreseeable future. These are really great points that you raise and about mind share versus market share, uh, slowing down, uh, you know, to really appreciate, you know, the impact chronic stress can have on mental illness. And, and lastly, your tips about, you know, just asking um, and ensuring that organizations are equipped with proper resources so that their employees can cope with uh, the current crisis and, and really provide employers or, you know, provide, can provide basic, you know, resources for them when they're, when they're going through this. So I appreciate those important tips that you've shared, you know, for businesses to, to strive in the next year to two years, uh, given this crisis, there's going to be an, a need for significant resources and, and coping strategies for employees and organizations. You know, how, how have you managed this with your organization? And, you know, what kind of resources are you providing to, to your businesses and organizations that you're working with? So there are a plethora of, of things out there. And I think now more than ever, I think the door is open to talking about your mental health and your mental well-being because so many people are being very vulnerable and open that this has affected them This during the COVID-19 crisis has affected them in ways that they never could have imagined before. For our industry specifically, um, 
the American Bar Association has a number of wellness opportunities and options and resources that they're providing through um, that particular organization. The Legal Marketing Association, which I am a part of, as well as my business partner and the other folks on our team, they also have created a wellness coalition and are offering resources to folks that work within our industry. More broadly, the Mental Health America, the national organization, offers a number of resources that are available on their website, which is mhanational.org, where they offer just a, a quick screening that folks can take to try to figure out where they fall with their mental health right now and their mental well-being. They have started a fantastic initiative called B4 Stage 4. And the philosophy is for so long, we've talked about cancer and heart disease and other illnesses that affect our bodies. And there are stages that, that folks go through. And if we catch it early enough, then we can offer treatment. Well, the same thing applies when you think about your mental well-being and your mental wellness. So there's, like I said, screening tools online that folks can adopt and adapt, and certainly businesses could offer this as a resource. And to help people think about this before it does become a more critical need. And then also, I know that a lot of companies have their employer plans where you can have a resource and call in and, and get assistance that you need. So I would say that, you know, tap into what's available to you. And then certainly you could look more broadly um, to more national resources should you need them. Again, excellent points. And I, I appreciate the fact that organizations really can provide significant resources along with peer support or support groups and, and you know, the advancement of telehealth. I mean, digital health should no longer be an, you know, a consideration, but should be within organizations to ensure that uh, we have resources for our employees and our organizations in entirety. And how do you focus on your own mental wellness as a business owner? I think in the beginning, starting a business, you're, you're all in. You're completely immersed in it. A little bit of self-reflection to step back and say, this isn't good for me. This isn't good for the business. If I don't have some sort of routine, if I don't have my faculties in, in place and available, then I'm not going to be good for my clients. So I try to stick to a routine as far as a work day goes. I also make sure that I'm taking care of my body. I make sure that I'm eating well that I have some sort of exercise, that I get fresh air when I can. I think all of those are really important. Um, the other thing is sometimes I have to call a timeout. And I encourage, and my business partner, I both encourage everyone that works for us, if you need a timeout, call it and say, I'm going to need a day. I'm going to need a couple of hours where no one's talking to me. No one's reaching out and telling me there are things that I need to take care of because I need to take care of myself right now. I think that is uh, critically important. Um, I actually read something where the analogy was that we are so religious about plugging our phones in that we don't want them to, you know, the battery to be down. How, you know, how, how could that happen? And, 
you know, what would we do if our, our batteries weren't fully charged in our phones? But we don't take that same approach with ourselves. And so I think we need to think about those same kinds of things. What do we need to set aside that we don't focus on so that we can focus on ourselves? It's not selfish. In fact, you're doing everyone around you a huge favor by saying, you know what, I'm going to recharge right now, whatever that looks like, whether or not I step outside and take 20 minutes and go for a walk, or, you know, I just sit and think. Sometimes those moments help to recharge you more than anything else. And so I think that those are things that you can do. Those are things that I do when anxiety or anything else can, begins to start to take form. Just take a step back and reevaluate how you're working, what it is that's, that's causing you that, that stress or anxiety, and if you can, work around it. Taking a deep breath and taking time out for yourself cannot be underestimated when you live and work and breathe business 24-7. So great advice. What advice would you give to someone who right now during this pandemic is trying to begin a business? given your success and your work and what you do and really maintaining mental health and reducing stress, you know, what are the first steps and how can someone really begin to take off at this time? I think it is difficult, but not impossible. The first step is to do some research, really understand what needs exist in the market. You know, a, a good old SWOT analysis, you know, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that could exist for you with whatever idea that you've come up with that you want to offer to the marketplace. Find out what competitors currently exist. And, you know, they say that necessity is the mother of invention. And I believe right now that could not be more true. I think we're going to come out of this with people who have started businesses, and we've already seen some of it, who started businesses that we didn't even think about before this particular uh, crisis has taken over. And, but do your homework, understand what you'll be facing uh, as a business owner, what uh, ideas and thoughts you have, float those by other people, see how they react to it. And once you've done a good you know, market analysis, thought about your competitors, created a SWOT, done your research, then you just kind of have to take a leap of faith. That's the, big, the hardest part of any of it is just taking that first step. But until you do take that first step, you, you could be mired in just the, the thinking about this or overthinking about it. Certainly, I would say for taking you know, that step back and thinking about your mental wellness during this because you're, there is going to be stress related to it and there, there is going to be anxiety related to it. I would say if, you've, if you're starting this with someone else, See if, if that person, do some sort of assessment. We use a DISC assessment at our company, but think about what strengths you bring to the organization, what anybody who's going to be a business partner to you, what strengths they bring, but also the weaknesses. Try to counter, counterbalance one another if you can. And if you need to, look to outside resources to fill any gaps that you may have uh, within that. Um, I think that that's an incredibly important piece of it. And then, like I said just a minute ago, think about an advisory board or uh, folks that could be a sounding board for you as you begin and as your company 
begins to really take off, those people are going to be an invaluable resource to you. What is your ideal wish list for a state of better for business and mental health? I wish for people to have a feeling that we're going to get through this, that there is a a light at the end of the tunnel, that we do have, um, that there is something better on the other side of this. Because like I said, I do believe that there are businesses that are organizing within this crisis. I think there are businesses that are reorganizing within this crisis to come out the other side offering something that is extraordinary to the marketplace. And that is exciting because I think we are going to discover things about ourselves and about our companies that we didn't know before because this has caused us to to almost hit a pause button and really think about what's most important. Um, And so I hope that, and then I also hope, and this is is just a personal hope, I I hope that the closeness that I created within my family simply because of all of our time together, I hope that doesn't end. I hope that I'm able to maintain the business side, the personal side. Um, I'm excited to bring my friends back into that mix, but I I hope that that closeness remains. That is, um, that's hugely important to me, um, not only because I've, I've, that's what drives me is are those relationships. Um, but also it brings me great joy and peace, which certainly speaks to um, helping my mental well-being stay in place and, um, and improve. My last thoughts are, Anita, thank you for the opportunity to speak with you. Thank you for the work that you're doing um, to help people in a number of different areas as it relates to Um, health and the the alignment of health and business. And um, I'm excited to see what you come out of here, out of this particular time uh, in our history. I'm excited to see what you do next. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Heather, for uh, your uh, ability to be with us today uh, to talk about health and business and you know mental health awareness during this important month of May. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you for joining PostCall, Frontline Health Stories Impacting Society Today, hosted by Dr. Anita Gupta.